Welcome back to another installment of the Burning Leaf Podcast. It's myself, Russo, along with Tom and Thomas. Um, I took a little bit of a break. Uh, I guess not a break, we just didn't have time to record uh, earlier this week. But we're back. Um, We got a pretty packed episode. We got a pretty good weekend of hockey. Obviously, the Flames and Leafs are playing a back-to-back series. Um, But uh, how's it going, guys? Tom, Thomas? Everything good? Uh, Excited everything. to watch the Flames and Leafs back-to-back in the next few days, so I think Tom's also excited as well. Yeah, it's going to be a really important stretch here for both teams, really, mm-hmm. um, and we'll see which way it goes, because at the end of this, we could have some issues, or they can just split it and move on, but we'll see how this goes. Yeah, but I guess we'll, uh, we'll get started here. Speaking of the Leafs. Yep. From the last time we spoke... <laughs> um, I don't remember who they just played. It might have been the Jets. They might have just gone through that series with the Jets. Um, but they've dropped five of six. Obviously, they uh, they lost two or three to the Jets. Um, and then they lose to Ottawa. A little bit of a tough streak. Um, not for lack of trying. I don't think the Leafs played actually that bad in any of the games. Maybe other than that Ottawa game in the last game against the Jets. But in saying that, they've had some days off now. They're getting Wayne Simmons back tonight, which... Uh, if you ask any Leaf fan, is it probably a big thing for them to get back? Um, but is this the real Maple Leafs, or did they just need a break? Um, I think it's it's not the real Leafs. The real Leafs are the ones that went what was it like sixteen three and two or something before that streak happened. That's closer to what the real Leafs are. I think this is just a bad streak of playing good goalies that. Uh, inopportune times with Demko stood on his head and then they played the Jets which he really needed to win uh, at least one of in regulation and they couldn't do that so they gave the Jets five points in three games which if you're pushing for first place against them you really can't do that and Connor Hellebuck stood on his head Uh, but you really just they've had a rough stretch in terms of being able to put the puck in the back of the net. Matthews has his wrist injury and uh, you've just faced hot goalies and now you play Calgary who is so they're on a little bit of a hot streak, right? Fired Jeff Ward and now they brought in Sutter and they look like a much better team. But I think the Leafs are, this will be the turning point of this stretch and if there's one thing about this that they can take from a positive is they had a break and all the other teams caught up. Edmonton is now tied with them in points. Granted, Which is nuts. Three games played more. Yeah, um, even still. The Jets are only two points behind, I think, with the same amount of games played. So you're in a race for first now where you weren't before. And you've come off probably your worst stretch of the season or let's hope it is and you're still in first and i think this is just if they can get back on track in any meaningful way where they're still even with all the other teams uh who are hot and then you can get back to where you were before i think you'll be fine and you'll be able to finish first albeit a little bit closer than most people would have wanted yeah and then they play tonight obviously versus the flames i think marky and anderson are going so yeah if the Flames, or sorry, if the Leafs come out sluggish, then Leaf fans are just going to blame it on the uh, bad stretch of games and also games off. But if they come out flying, then they're going to they're gonna um, uh, say that it was the rest of the games that helped out this Leafs team during this skid. So, I mean, I'm excited to see them back because they haven't played in a while and it feels like forever. But the way they kind of ended that game versus Ottawa was not very good at all, considering Philip Gustafson, who's never had NHL, a lick of the NHL, came in and 
not stood on his head, but played well enough. And then the Leafs obviously had a late surge, but they've done that so many times this year and last couple of three years, I would say just late surges that don't, that come up short, except one versus obviously the flames, the Nylander uh, ties the game and the wins yeah. in overtime in, in Toronto. But, you know, I'm excited for these two teams to go at it. I love watching these two teams play. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I know it's our favorite teams, but like, even when they just play, it's all, it's always fun. They have good top six forwards. They have good defensemen now. And a good goaltender as well. well. Maybe not on our side, but maybe on Russo's side. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the Leafs to get going. Galchenyuk's also making his debut. I don't know how big that is, but he's on the second line. Is that surprising to you two at all, or just, like, no, not at all? No, this is exactly where I thought they would put him, and I think I said that earlier. Uh, they put VC on waivers, and we can talk about that in a minute. But uh, it's kind of exactly the fit for him, and we'll see what gouch has left in the tank because if it's if he comes out flat here that's probably it for him and the leafs gave up don't forget they gave up korshkov and warsofsky so they kind of put it a little bet on galchenyuk being good and if he's not it still hurts that you lost the assets but mm-hmm. i think they believe in him that he will be good and it's one of those things like uh when tyler ennis came here and it was i needed the leafs training staff to get back on track <laughs> in my career and he's been great ever since. I think it's almost that same thing with Gouch to where he needed the Leafs. Um, not necessarily yeah. medical staff like Ennis did, but the mental health right, part right. of it, the confidence building, and the just the systems that I think he'll fit really well in. And, man, he has some skill. And yeah. we saw what Jimmy VC did, and that's all you need somebody to do is just really in Tavares, just put the puck in. Get it from them and put the puck in. VC kind of did that. And Gelch actually has the skill to do that, and I think he'll thrive in that role. And if not, uh, well, see you in Russia. Next man up. Yeah, and that yep, too. Next man up. <laughs> uh, Russo, what, like, just quick thoughts. No, if we're talking about Gelch, I, I mean, this guy was having a hard time cracking the fourth line on Ottawa. <laughs> um, if you get something out of him, great. Do I expect them to get a lot out of him? Probably not. I think this is a guy that... Um, you know, he had a really, well, he had a couple really good years in Montreal, and then never, really ever since, there's been nothing with him. He scored uh, 30 goals. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what I'm saying. He had like a couple good there. years in Montreal. Um, but, like, since then, it's been all Rough. downhill. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, he goes to Arizona, can't, doesn't really perform well there. Then, um, you know, he gets moved to Arizona, no. right? Oh, no, he went said- to. I said Arizona. What am I saying? Minnesota he, and Pittsburgh. Minnesota, that was the it. Then he goes yeah. to Pittsburgh in the Kessel trade. Can't perform with Crosby or Malkin. Goes to Minnesota. Played decently in Minnesota, which was actually kind of weird. And then, you know, no team wanted him, so he signs with Ottawa and traded to Carolina. <laughs> and then, you know, now he's on the Leafs. Um, if it works, like I said, it works. If not, you know, this is probably it for him, like you guys said. He's probably going to Russia somewhere in Europe where, you know, he, he's one of those players where he's too good for the AHL, but can't, can't do it keep in the up NHL. at an NHL level. You know, yeah. he's, one of, no. he's one of those guys, and, you know, there's there's a ton of those guys that, you know, play on that, you know, there's that uh, have that kind of skill set. Because um, he's tore it up in the AHL, mm-hmm. Gouch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, him and uh, there was someone, him and Robertson had a pretty good stretch there. But we'll see. I mean, Am I interested? I guess a little bit. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll I want to see where it goes. I'll see, I'll see his first game tonight, so that'll be, that'll yeah. be okay. And but, second um, tomorrow, hopefully. He's not getting <laughs> yeah, taken we'll, out. We'll, and we'll, we'll see, hey, right? if it doesn't work, it's just 
you threw a little bit of assets at a bet. It didn't work. Mm. Okay, great. Who are they getting back in return in some package where they send Gouch back out? Granlin? <laughs> like, no. Eric Stahl? Somebody? Like, that's the yeah. position that they wanted to fill anyway. So if it doesn't work, then I don't think the Leafs are necessarily hurt. They're looking for a second-line winger slash third C. Uh, and it's that position where they want to fill in. And if Gouch doesn't work, well, next up. And it'll be somebody that is actually going to be called upon to make yeah, 100%, significant yeah. moves. Yeah, I was going to make a joke about Gouch being on the second line, but then uh, I realized Brett Reggie is still playing with Gaudreau and Monaghan. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's you know that's been a, an experiment for sure. But I guess moving on to the yeah, Flames, we can move to the Flames. Yeah, yeah. We the last time we spoke, it was right after Daryl Sutter got hired, and I sat here and I talked about how is he going to be able to change the way this team plays? Is he going to be able to change you know their systems? Is he going to be able to make them a better team? And through four games, yeah. uh, he's 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 done that. Uh, you know, excluding that game against Edmonton, it was a pretty. F- rough first loss for Daryl Sutter. Um, but in saying that, those first three games were just so much fun to watch. Like, I remember, you know, that first game against Montreal, in the first 10 minutes, you could already tell, like, this is the fastest that they had played all season long. You know, they were playing with the puck. They were playing a possession game. Their defense were getting up in the rush. It was really, really good to to kind of see them go. Um, and oh crap, I'm getting a phone call. Um, but it was really exciting to see them going. Um, you know, I thought Gaudreau looked better. Gaudreau's looked good all year, but he looked good. The the Dubé Kachuk Lindholm line looked almost like re you know rejuvenated. They had a really rough stretch under Jeff Ward. Andrew Mangiapane and Michael Backlund are still chugging along. They've both had a really good season so far. Um, it's just been really, really fun. And, you know, those two games against Montreal, that first game against Edmonton, you can really just see the emphasis on, hey, play with speed. You know, we have to get faster, we have to get faster, we have to get faster. And that's what happened. Um, and it's, you know, they're going to need to be that team tonight um, against a really potent offensive team in the Leafs. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's really refreshing to almost... See, like I that game against Montreal, the second one, I was like, I'm having so much fun here. That game, you know, it that, has that game been against, fun to watch. Yeah, honestly, that, game, like, that game against Edmonton, like not the seven three one, the other one, the four three one, like the way they were playing, just carrying the pace of the game. It was so refreshing. Not sitting back, not you know, waiting for the opponent to take it to you. They didn't trail for three straight games under Daryl Sutter. Until that game against Edmonton that they lost. They hadn't trailed in a single second. And it was just such a refreshing kind of thing to see. And it was, you know, I'm, I've been happy. You know, there were a lot of questions with Sutter, but it's kind of been answered. I mean, the only complaint I really do have is Brett Ritchie still, you know, in with Joe and Monaghan. I, I get what they're doing here. Like, they want him to be Michael Furland, but he's not Michael Furland. No, like, I, I, I get it. I get what they're trying to do. He's a big body he can skate, but in terms of talent, Michael Ferland was a lot more talented than Brett Ritchie. Um, yeah, and now the, the race, now the race for like fourth in this in this division, it's on. Really interesting. It's on, and like they took two from the Habs, right? And which was massive. That is going to be so incredibly big because what they sit currently three points back. The Montreal Canadiens have played the extra game. Vancouver's 
now snuck in and between there. So the flames are now but the flames second have a few last. in hand on them. Flames have three uh, games three in hand, hand, but are one yeah. point back. Yeah. And hey, that could all change. Like the Canucks are now they've won four of their last five, and they're on a heater. And uh, the top three in the Canadians kind of set. It's going to be Leafs, Oilers, Jets yes. in some type of order. My guess would probably be Leafs, Jets, Oilers. And then fourth is just, it's wide open. It's one of the only races for the rest of the year that we have to watch, and it's not two teams going at it. There's three teams that are all going to be fighting for that one position. Yep. I still and they're think... all in, like different situations right yeah i still think there's i'm not saying it's gonna happen i'm not saying it's likely but there's still potential i think for the flames to potentially catch the jets they have three games against them next week three they play a three-game series you win all three series right in and this is i think the fun thing about this division is that with all the head-to-heads you can you play you play a three-game set against a team in front of you and you win all three you're right there now you know, yeah. given how close it is, the Flames get they get the Leafs twice, and then they get Ottawa twice, and then they have their three game set against the Jets. You win. What's what's imagine they're going to win their two against Ottawa? Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> you, you hope. know they take you. You would hope to get one of two from the Leafs if you can. A success story in my books for this weekend for the Flames. You win. You get one win. Uh, you get one against the Leafs, and then you get you know a, a, if you lose, make it in overtime. Losing yeah. overtime. I think you, you know? want at least three points ideally out of this. Yeah. Weekend. And the Habs are three up, but the Flames and Habs play five games in April. Massive. And massive, that's going to be so fun. Yeah. Like, it's... Don't get me wrong. Am I liking this whole playing in your own division thing? It's kind of gotten a little old at this point. I don't really like playing the same six teams over and over and over again. Um, but it is going to make... You know the end of the season quite enjoyable, especially if, um, especially if like it stays this close, it'll be fun. You know, and and these two games tonight are huge. So, I do want to say though, I just, I really do wonder because apparently, Daryl Sutter was in consideration for Flames head coach back in September when they chose Jeff Ward and when they took the interim tag off. I've just wondered where this team might be if they didn't go with Jeff Ward to begin with. I just, I really do want Right at the top, know? when we you had know? our predictions, and we all said Leafs, Flames, 1-2, I think that's exactly yeah. where they Like, just be. the way they've been playing, it's been, you know, if they had just not wasted half, almost half a season with a guy that we knew wasn't an NHL coach. Tough, you know. It's, you know, it is what it is, and go on a run now. Make it exciting. Yeah. And before we move on and talk about some trade deadline stuff, I just want to call out the Flames here a little bit for not wearing Blasty oh. tonight. <laughs> um, the Leafs are in their, yeah, the Leafs are in their beautiful St. Pat's jerseys, which it's kind of funny that they <laughs> they wore them. Was it Sunday against Ottawa? Yeah, and yeah. three days removed from St. Patrick's Day, and now we're two days after, <laughs> and they're wearing them again. Um, but yeah, they're beautiful, night, and Blasty is one of the <laughs> better jerseys in the league, and it just would have been one of the best combinations of the season. Hey, at, least, at, least at least they're wearing the retros, because what when yeah. Wednesday night, 
the Flames they are still the they're, they're still they're still obligated Why? to wear those. That's what I'm saying. They're still obligated to wear these the flag jerseys. If no one knows what I'm talking about, it's the Flames home jerseys from the past whatever how many years. And they're away. Still, they're still obligated to wear those. I think six times this year. So they still <laughs> are they more, obligated. They have, they have four more games where they have to wear these damn jerseys, and I'm just like. We went full retro, right? Like you're wearing the the white. You have the white retros. You got the red retros. You brought back goddamn Blasty from, you know, whatever how many years ago. Like you went full retro, and we're still wearing this. These like, they're okay jerseys, but in perspective, when you take into perspective the Flames jerseys this year, like with the retros, it's a competition. At least they're wearing the red ones tonight. I'm happy to, you know, if they're wearing yeah. those on the road. That'll be kind of fun. I'm yeah. so down for that. Just like. As somebody who loves jerseys and has the most random jerseys from teams in Finland to a team Sweden, Rasmus Sandin, like, authentic jersey. <laughs> um, man, I'm so down for the road team wearing reds. Or their, yeah. the home jerseys. which On the road? Yeah. Wear your whites at home. Just one thing really quick on the jerseys. I saw a really funny tweet. Um, it might have been after Daryl Sutter's first game because they were wearing Blasty. Um, uh, I think it was Sammy Huds. He's a really good reporter for the Flames. He basically said, it's 2021, Daryl Sutter's, Sutter's the head coach of the Flames, and the Flames are wearing blasting jerseys. I was like, I, I, I found <laughs> That's that. That's a weird combo, yeah. <laughs> I, found, I found that pretty funny, just, you know. Um, yeah, but uh, hopefully this, you know, little two-game set here will be, uh, will be fun between these uh, two teams. Um, moving on. Trade deadline is... God, forgive me. I don't even know when three the deadline weeks. is. It's in three weeks. Yeah, I think it's three weeks. Now. Um, trade deadline is going to be among us very soon. I feel like trades are going to be a little harder to make this year, at least within the North Division with the whole quarantine, unless they get that figured out. I don't know how many trades we're going to be seeing within the North Division. Yeah, but, and I think the normal trade deadline would be about now. No, it um, would have been it would have been like three weeks ago. It would have been right. Feb- right it's sorry, usually like February twenty first. Right. Yeah. So it'll be. A, I mean, most of the Canadian teams will make trades now, and like you said, how many um, deals will we actually see? I think it was. What stall is in Buffalo? Eric stall. Eric. Eric. Yeah. Said I'm not going to Canadian teams and not doing the quarantine. So uh, then he didn't say that. Elliot Friedman just kind of put it out there that he may not want to do that. Yeah, there but so no Tom, I'm gonna ask you a question. So if Eric, so if you're if you're if you tell Eric Stahl, hey, you're gonna be playing in Buffalo the rest of the year, he's gonna say, yeah, no, he's going to a Canadian team. No, you, man, he's not staying in, in Buffalo. Oh God, I wouldn't want to stay in Buffalo, but you can go somewhere else to one of the other Americans. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't oh, know man, why. Hey, like, does he? What's it? What's his clause? Can he block trades? What's I don't his think so. Here? Let's, no, let's I don't think so. But you can. You still, guys keep like, going. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, you can still do him a favor of, hey, you signed here to help make our team better. Send me somewhere that I want to go to. Correct, yeah. So he has right? a modified no trade. Just okay, so we, let's say it's like a 10-team no trade list. Great. All seven Canadian teams are on that list. Arizona <laughs> is a, probably another one because nobody wants to go there. Like Detroit and some other team. So he does have a little bit of say, but... Uh, I think there'll definitely be players that just will refuse to do that, and I don't know if it. Well, it definitely won't help the buyers' market, but you look at this year and how many teams can actually afford to buy, and how many teams would want to buy. Um, 
like Ekholm is a big name that's being thrown out there. And it was really Toronto, Winnipeg, Boston, Philadelphia. Philadelphia, are they going to buy anymore? I think they're going to. I think either yeah, way, they have they're, to. Gonna, they're going all you, in. I think that definitely makes them more hesitant. And then uh, somebody else can step in with a bigger package like Boston, like Winnipeg, where that's now your guy. And I just think it'll it'll make trades a little bit more complicated in the whole quarantine two weeks. And uh, we'll see trades in the coming week, I bet. Well, yeah. I think that's yeah, it's going to be first pretty. come, first serve in the North for sure. Like yeah. oh, some yeah, some team definitely. wants him in, uh, let's say Vancouver wants this guy. Okay. The, then you got to bid for and you got to overpay. There gonna be a, there's going to be a lot of overpayments in the North Division. I'm going to tell you right that right now because yeah. it's first comes, first American serve. American teams hold all the leverage. Yep, exactly. Because it's like, well, the longer you wait, the right. longer it's going to take for you to have this player on your roster. Right. So um, apparently the the asking price for Ricard Raquel was astronomically high. Like apparently the Bradtree living was going really hard for Ricard Raquel, but the price mm-hmm. was just way too high. I wonder what, yeah. What do you guys Anaheim's think that price asking. is? I have no idea what for Ricard Raquel, Tom, Tom. Yeah. Too high for what I would pay for him. Yeah. That's what I was um, thinking. I've seen stuff of like, he was really good when all the vets were there and I won't spend too long on him. But now that he's kind of had to drive his own play, he's been not as good. But he's still not very old. If uh, he's twenty-seven, and he's got a, he's got a year after this year on his contract. Yeah. So I, I don't, don't trade Ricardo. It's a it's a ha, one. It's a a year and a little bit rental. If I'm unless, the Ducks, unless I don't trade him. No, I try to re-sign him and then have him be the veteran and in three four years when I'm good, he's still only thirty. Um, yeah, and but then if, you start building the... around Zegaris and Drysdale, who both yeah, scored their first the... NHL goals the other day. Which was way. great. So, that same game. Nice. That was really cool. Yeah, But if the price is astronomically high on Raquel, if someone pays it. Oh, you're taking it. Oh, Anaheim's oh, like, take. okay, yeah, we'll take whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more like that is a name that's being thrown out there. and That's probably, that's probably the why leaves. the price is so high. Yeah, but it's just like, hey, we won't trade him. But if you are, want to give us this, he's all yours. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's I more so. of what it is. Um, I we was, do actually. Oh, sorry. We, I was just going to say, like, if the price is too high on Raquel, mm-hmm. is is Philip Forsberg still available? Has Nashville came out and said, like, he's. Like, have we heard anything that Philip Forsberg is still not untouchable? I think I was gonna, every, everybody on Nashville is available except for, like, Yossi it was, it was and Yossi Duchesne, Rene, you can't. It was Yossi, Rene, and uh, Ellis that Elliot Friedman came out and said. Right. Those are their untouchables. And I'm pretty sure but, three yeah, of them are injured. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I was going to say, like, if the price is astronomically high on Raquel and you're not going to pay it, pay it for a guy like Forsberg if yep. he's available, yep. which I don't yep. know if he is, but because Phil Forsberg's been having an unbelievable year. And, like, we talk about the Flames need, like been looking for that top six right winger forever. How good would Philip Forsberg look with Gajoran Monahan? Like, oh. Thinking about that would be pretty. That be would pretty be good. Gross. The names, the names blanking on me, and I saw somebody brought it up on Twitter, and this is a very nothing of what I'm gonna say. And it was a name. It was like this is who the Flames should target, and I thought it was an absolutely perfect player. And if I can remember it, I'll say it later. The perfect Whoa, player, what? I think, in my opinion, is Reinhardt. I don't know why. It's just Reinhardt just oh seems my like God, he fit yeah, that's, that'd who be, that'd be that's who it was. That's who it was. Oh, Sam Reinhardt? Yeah, Sam Reinhardt. Yeah, if the if the price is high on him, I would pay it. 
I would pay yeah. for Sam Reinhardt because he's still got the age, right? Still, you know, he's still young. He's a still an, he's still going to be an RFA at the end of his deal. And, and this year, to me, picks aren't that important because no. we don't. It, for one, it was never a strong draft to begin with, and two, no one's playing. <laughs> no one's playing. We don't know who's going to be what. Like Luke Hughes is playing. I don't know how good he's going to be, but to me, like. If you're going to save your draft pick, save them for next year. Yes. And save them for the and year that's after. What, that's what most teams are asking for is yeah. the 2022 first. Because Which, I don't if know. If you're the Leafs, I think that benefits you better because then you get your first this year yeah. too. And you can use that as well. And then you end up having your second or your 2022 and 2023 gone, which you expected anyway. Yeah, but if you, you get decent and, value and out of keeping the, it, sure. And if you're the Leafs, you're not expecting to be drafting high next year or the year after. No, you know, you're no. not expecting Ideally, to draft. you're in the 25 plus. Yeah, you're not expecting Hopefully to draft 30s. Shane Wright. You're not expecting to draft draft. You're not expecting to draft Brad Lambert. You're not expecting to draft Connor Bedard, who's looked unbelievable so far in the WHL as a 15 yeah. year old. Oh my god, yeah, that's been. And you're nuts. not expecting to draft Matt Vaymichkov, who's been tearing up Russia for years now. That kid's gonna be. He's gonna be sp- like these next two drafts. It's like this is almost McDavid Matthews like. Where he had McDavid's in one one year and then the next year with Matthews, it's I'm not saying yeah not no, saying I know what you're saying how yeah, good yeah. these guys are gonna be. Shane Wright's definitely looking like a Connor McDavid type, and Connor Bedard's looking pretty like Matthews with the shot at least. So it's it's exciting at least for that. But in terms of the deadline, like real quick, if you're the Leafs, what are you what are you looking for? If the Leafs are going to get something, and I know the top six forwards been pointed out there but are you looking for a forward or are you looking for a goalie because i know i know the goalie market's hard like are you going to trade freddie who's going to take on freddie and who's going to give up your goalie to get freddie you know what i mean like who's going to give up a goalie and then take freddie in return they're not doing that no way they're doing that. but what like what do you what do you expect to kyle dubas to target here i imagine it's the forward. oh it's 100 percent the forward and i think they can get like a depth defenseman for hopefully term Ekholm's thrown out there a lot I don't want Ekholm to be I don't know if that makes sense either target no because then you have to think about expansion and then you mm-hmm. almost guaranteed to lose Hall after this year which I think you know is going to happen anyway Hall or Dermott um pick your pick your poison I guess yeah and you have to think of when you're making that trade going out the door is also one of those two guys after 20 games of them um, so you have to think about the value from that perspective, which I think is just they go all in on a rental. <laughs> like, I think that's really what it is, and if they can get a defenseman that's good with term in addition to it being like a, a secondary piece to the trade, I think that's very plausible. If I'm the Leafs, or if I'm any, ta- any team, really, mm-hmm. I'm looking at Buffalo <laughs> as, like, Reinhardt, Stahl, Hall... Hell, if you can finagle a uh, an Eichel deal now, like go nah, for it. Well, Eichel's it's not happening. Injured. But uh, I'm looking at everybody on Buffalo because their value is just so low. And Jeff you know... <laughs> Yeah, like I honestly, you did not I just mean, say nobody yes can to Jeff do Skinner. it. Nobody can do nine point five nine million, whatever. Nobody can do that. But it's Buffalo. Look at Ryan O'Reilly. Everybody coming out of Buffalo is going to have that same thing of like returning to what they were before. So yeah. if you can do Taylor Hall, I think you do Taylor Hall. 
and get a defenseman yeah. from another team in addition to that. Sure. Or even if, you, even if you're able to squeeze out, like, a Colin Miller out of Buffalo, too, even if he's kind of whatever. I think Colin Miller can be something. Like, Yeah, he was forced out of, of Vegas pretty quickly. Gallant didn't want to play him. No. And then, what they that moved was. Him. and then they flipped yeah. him for, like, a third. Yeah. yeah, like, that's what I'm looking at of you'll probably have to do two trades, but forward and a defenseman. Give me. I was going to say something about Buffalo. I was going to say Curtis Lazar. Guy's been having a pretty decent season. I wouldn't bring him back. Yeah. I wouldn't bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> I would not bring Curtis Lazar back. Not for much. No. Uh, Thomas, anything? What do you want? I want a two-way forward that can chip in on the offense and chip in on the defense, and that's what the Leafs need. They need a guy who can step up in the top six and also can play third line minutes if he has to because if he isn't going, then he's not going to be in the top six. And if he is going, he is going to be in the top six. So I'm looking at a guy like Kyle Palmieri. I don't know why. He has some grit in the playoffs. He can hit. He can be feisty. He can get under your skin. We saw him on Team uh, Team USA in the 2016 World Cup of Hockey. I know that was like what, five, five years ago almost. Yeah, four or five years ago. So. Yeah. That's a long time, but he still has that nastiness to his game. He's assistant captain for the Devils, one of those leaders. So if they can try and bring him in, I think that's perfect because he can play on the defensive and offensive side when need to be. So I'm not looking at a guy who's skilled because we have a guy in Marner and a guy in Nealander who can do that. So I'm not looking at a guy like Raquel or Taylor Hall, but I'm looking at a guy who can have almost not obviously a complete game, but something close to it where they can uh, chip in on different aspects of the of the of the ice, but yeah, I'm I'm with you, Tom. Where I think they're more in on the top six forward, and then maybe yeah. finagle a trade with a depth defenseman, so like a six, seventh, fifth, six, seventy. Like, I don't know who, but so, try and make a trade somewhere where you get someone. I don't think they're gonna get Ekholm. I just think every other team that needs him is gonna offer more and has more to offer. So yeah, you brought up Palmieri, man, Gusev too. Gusev would be good. That that would be a good pickup for them. And also, I'm looking at somebody that can kind of help improve the penalty kill, too, in a way. Yeah. I know there's one name, like Alex Iafalo. I heard that one, too. Yeah. Seems like he's that, been connected to the Leafs all season long. And it's going to be one of those things where, like, we've heard Eckholm's name too much. We've heard Arvinson's name too much. It's not them. When has Kyle Dubas ever done that? Who expected Jack Campbell, Kyle Clifford? Nobody. That came out of left field. I just woke up one day. Oh. And that okay, was after cool. a loss of the Rangers. I remember that. Even the yeah, Hutchinson trade. got absolutely obliterated and like half an hour later the trade was done. Yeah, it was like it was like <laughs> right, right after the game. I think they were getting yep. on the plane and they were like, oh, yep. trade. Hutch, even, the, even the Muslim one kind of came out Hutch, of nowhere. You suck. Yeah. And also, too, like LA, LA. They've done it before. Yeah, Why they won't have, they yeah, do it right. again? So it's one of those things where I can see the connection. I can definitely see that happening. Uh, Russo. Would you like to say any thoughts? About Top flame? six, right shot forward. That's what I so want. We're in the same boat here, basically. Yeah, it's it's yeah. the thing that the Flames have been looking for for seven years. For seven. Are years. you gonna get it finally? <laughs> they I got Sutter. Is, I think this is the year Brad Tree Living's gonna take a good hard look at it. Damn. At I least so I would too. hope it. And yeah. like with all the the guys we've heard available, like. Kelly Yarncroak, you know, Phil Forsberg is the dream, obviously. Ricard Raquel, they said the price was too high. But there's a lot of – there's some guys out there, like, that you can potentially maybe look at. Because Brett Ritchie isn't the solution, like I said. No. Nope. Um, yeah, I mean, that's 
that's the I think the plan at least it should be is to um, find a top six right hand shot forward that you can either move up and down the lineup you can play with Gajo and Monaghan or be able to put kind of anywhere I feel like the Flames forward group is fine yep like 11 out of the 12 forwards the way they're rolling it now their fourth line's been really really good with Bennett Levo Ryan mm-hmm. Very, very surprisingly, th- the 3M line 3.0 of Milan, Mangiapani, and Michael Backlund <laughs> has been really, really good. I know, weird I'm saying that about Lucic, but Mangiapani <laughs> and Backlund have been really damn good. Kachuk, Lindholm, Dubé have been picked up the pace. And Gajo and Monaghan on their own. Gajo's been having a great year. Monaghan, eh, not so much. That's the one forward spot I look at and go, mm, can we plug someone in there? Um, I've seen a lot of people want the Flames to call up Matthew Phillips and put him in that spot. No, not yet. I'm I'm very much in that group. I think, hey, it's worth a shot. He's been tearing up the AHL. He's arguably the best player in that Canadian AHL division. I would like to see him get a shot. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be this year under Sutter. Um, I definitely think he probably makes a team next year. But, yeah, top see, six where, like, right-hand shot forward. It- if they're hesitant about bringing up Phillips, that's where you just go out and get a rental piece. And then once they walk, you finally have a prospect to fill that hole next year. Yeah, and don't I, really eventually lose anything. For it's this, kind of like this advancing team, though, the skill. For this team, though, I'm not very... Um, I'm not really in favor of a rental. I want it to be someone with yeah. a little bit of term. That's why, that's, I think, that's why I think Sam Reinhart makes so much sense. Yeah. It's a guy, he's got, ter- he's got term... He's got... I thought he was on RFA this year. Um, no, he just signed. I think he either has one or two years left. But he'll still be under team control. He's an RFA. Let me see. Yes. There was someone who, It was someone from the 2013 draft. Because the Flames love to have every single player from the 2013 <laughs> I know, they NHL take draft. Everyone. Let me, I, need, I need to figure out who this player that everyone keeps saying is. Give me one second. But yeah, like we're talking about top six forwards. I think besides um, Winnipeg and Montreal, I think every Canadian team is in on a top six forward. Am I wrong here? think that's pretty right even well Edmonton Winnipeg is. no I think their Edmonton needs one and I think Winnipeg kind of has their Reinhardt's uh, RFA this year set. or so yeah yeah he only signed a one-year deal point, yeah 5.2 million but he's an RFA hmm. at the end yep I didn't, so I, still I didn't know team control technically and you probably lock him up I did not know Sam Reinhardt I did not know Sam Reinhardt signed a one-year deal the guy keep people keep saying is uh Anthony Mantha out of Detroit that's which, a good one yeah. If the price is high, pay it. That guy's really good. I would and Tyler Bertuzzi too. Uh, but why are people fans yeah, of like Tyler Bertuzzi? Bertuzzi? I like. Bertuzzi. I'm not, but he's available. I, yeah, that's it. I think he would be somebody that I would like on, like the Jets' third line. Mm-hmm. Really, I think he's a can play in the top six in the second yeah. line. He probably can. I just that's if I'm like looking at Detroit, I'd be like, I want Mantha. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. Which yeah. I don't know if they're moving him, but like. He's been scratched this year. There's been a lot of complaints from Wings fans of the way he's been playing. Yeah, man, that, like I know he shoots left, but that guy plays the right side. He's Powerful, big. He's fat. Man. He's big. He's fat. fast. I think so he can fat. rip. <laughs> he's big. He's fast. He's got an unbelievable shot. I think that would be almost like such a perfect fit with Gaudreau because he's like he's the sniper. Mm-hmm. Like Monahan is too, but. Man, that would be that'd be a that'd be a pretty that would be that'd be a pretty awesome piece. Um, I yeah. don't know if he's available, but 
if he is, like I'd be swinging for the fences to bring in Anthony Mantha. Yep. So. Yep. Um, uh, did you on, want it? Quick did thoughts. You... Oh, yep. Go ahead. A little bit. Uh, the two trades or the trade we had and the other transaction, the Miko Lettinen for Viemi Vivalainen. You got it. I'm just yeah, Vevi. Vevi, as Russo is going to call him. I don't know how to say his name. Man, when I saw that name, I was like, "Who?" I can decently pronounce Finnish names. Not a hope in hell. Um, funny enough, I know people that know him. He's from Uvascula, the town I worked in, or the town I've lived in. Uh, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm sad they killed Miko Lettinen. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, he's an NHL defenseman. I think he'll be fine on Columbus, and then hopefully he sticks around North America. Uh, Vivalainen, in terms of what he's going to do, he might be the Marley's starter in a year or two once. Uh, what is it? What's the prospect they have? Not Hall. Wool, that's who it is. Rick Wool. Once Wool actually makes the NHL, I think that's where he will be as the Marley starter. Man, they did letting in a favor. That's really all it is of, hey, we're not going to play him. You're here. Here's the deal. Go somewhere where he will get playing time. It is kind of wild, though. Like, as soon as they traded him, Dermot and Bogosian just went right into the shitter. Man. Like, they've been Bogosian especially... Like, At least over the past few games, they've been bad, those two. Yeah, like, I haven't expected anything from Bogosian, really, and him being decent has been quite a surprise. I didn't know he was playing at his peak. Wow. <laughs> he's well, what been, else did you expect from Zach Bogosian? He's been rough. Yeah, he's a guy that couldn't that crack much. the Buffalo Sabres lineup. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see them do something back there. In terms of bring up Sandine, but I know he's hurt, so that takes. That was the other. Out. That was kind of why I was a little surprised that they moved Lettinen because Sandine was injured. Yeah. I don't know about you, Thomas. That was kind of like, oh, that's that's weird. No, what my, my takeaway from this trade: Marty Marincin climbs the ranks, oh, boys. Shit. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot he was still on the on the team. What does he go from ninth defenseman to eighth? Now? He's still one way closer Seven. to NHL ready. Oh my god! I can't believe I just, he's never him, I just want to see him doing the L one. He's a hundred percent playing a game this year. I don't know when it's going to be. He's coming up. I don't like. We're going to see it. Marty Marincin is round our two, Michael game Stone. seven. <laughs> oh my god! Round two, game seven. Leafs Oilers. Marty Marincin uh, versus old team. He's going to get revenge. No, he gets revenge. Yes, his own team. Exactly. Expect a, it was the Cody CC special. Yeah. Uh, Marty uh, Marincin is going to score. Just real quick before we move on from Miko Lettinen. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out editor and Leaf James Tanner. Absolute clown show. This guy. If you don't, if you don't see him on Twitter, it's probably better that you don't. But I remember when the hype was like through the roof about Lettinen. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, finish Bobby Orr. This guy was out here saying that he was the next Artemi Panarin, but on defense. That's ridiculous. Oh, things you would love to see. Like, I'm not saying he represents Leaf fans. And I said it to Tom. I was like, this is why everyone hates you guys. Because it is. you guys have dummies like this. But, oh, we man. Get it. J- James Tanner we has understand. some. James Tanner has some hilarious tweets. Like, just, this guy's a, this guy's a jokester, man. I, I'm not going to say I love him, but, like, it's, it's, it's always good to see him get ratioed every now and then. Yeah, but, like, hey. why don't people just oh. say they're excited about someone? That's all it is. That's fine. I you was excited, excited, man. I, I thought he would have been perfect on, like, that third or that second pairing. Yeah, I remember but when you signed Paul him. Paul just stepped like, oh, up. He's, gonna... he's good. He's 
He's actually really good, and I like him. So I don't even think Rest he's gonna be peace. playing games for Columbus, to be honest, guys. Like, yeah, I don't know if he has been or not, but. Um, rest in peace, Miko Lettinen, Vimy, Vivalainen is my new friend. Jimmy VC was on wafers, yep. and God <laughs> plucked him. <laughs> that was another guy Tom was super excited about was Jimmy VC. At the beginning of the year, you were like, hey, he's actually like, pretty good. Because he had, or he was, and then he just couldn't score the goal that everybody needed to him to score. Yeah, he and then he, he did for one game, and then they won, and then it went back to like, ah, oh, VC, I... Wish you potted that. I swear the the three like whatever how many goals he scored. I swear they were all on empty nets, like all just tappins. There was that was it against Montreal? Yeah, that's all was you it was it one against do. Montreal where it went off the ref? Yeah, no it one pounced right going. in front. He just batted it in. Like what's going on here? Yeah. But uh, I'm surprised there hasn't been more waiver claims between the Canadian teams. It's honestly. more just the money, right? Yeah. No one's like like Derek Ryan passed through twice. Yeah, but he makes three million, right? That's a pre- and that's a pretty yeah. good player, Derek Ryan. Yeah, 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 pretty useful. But he makes three million. No one can take on three million dollars. Wasn't one? Yeah, Shillington on waivers. Shillington was on waivers. Yeah, no. that's the one but I'm that surprised was, at though. But that was also when like there was like forty seven players on waivers. Yeah, that's true. And like I guess no one saw it. They were like, oh, like who cares? Yeah. But um, yeah, VC and good on Jimmy VC for driving to the Canadian Tire Center in his <laughs> own car and then getting it shipped to wherever he lands next. Yeah, well, I uh, imagine this won't make. Just quickly on Jimmy VC, remember when yeah. he like he like, refused to sign in Nashville? No, who who? So Nashville drafted him. Yeah. Then they traded yes. him to Buffalo, and they were like, "Oh, you can play with your old buddy Jack," and he was like, "Fuck off." And then he, for a third round pick, no, yeah, it was for a third. So Nashville actually got a decent asset out of it. And then, to no one's surprise, dude signs in New York. Yep. And then it began. Then it came full circle, and he went back to Buffalo. Yep. And, <laughs> and that was the dude Toronto. the Leafs were gonna trade Neilander for a defenseman for. I remember that. Good times. Fun times. Good times. Um, fun times in Philadelphia. Oh my God! So fun. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> They're having the best time right now. What's going on with uh, Carter Hurt, guys? This guy's an 880. You know what happened? Well, what happened? I picked him as my Vesna. That's what <laughs> happened. <laughs> oh, that's that's rough. a rough well, pick, guys. That's a. But rough you know what? Thing. A year ago at this time, everyone was saying the same thing. All right, right, yeah. During the bubble, he's, I was like, dude, this guy's gonna win the Vesna in a walk. He's sophomore slumping. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, third year can't, slumping. Two and a half. Two and a half. Fair enough. We'll yeah. give him two and a half. Boys. Uh, two, <laughs> two and, two and, half. and a half. The, the two and a half sophomore slump. That's fine. Yeah. Somebody text him. How many years has he been, has he been playing? Um, is it wait? Is he, yeah. a, is he in a contract here too? I'm not sure. I'm but gonna check that because the Buffalo. Rangers beat the Flyers nine nothing because we did not mention that at all. Yep. That was um, dumb. Including what was it? Six goals or seven goals in the second? I think it was six, and I think Zabinajad was in on every single one of them. Yep, which I will get to that in a yes, minute. Yes, you will. Player of the week. <laughs> um, but that was just, especially the Rangers, they had no coaches, right? They had the like Hartford. third assistant be the head coach. The AGM had to come down and run the forwards. Chris Jury was Drury. on the bench. Yeah. like just Hey, it's almost like when David Quinn's not on the bench, the Rangers are a better team. My column. Yep. The Rangers, they hate. They needed something to go right for them in their season, and it might be that. That's, the only thing that kind of disappointed yeah. me about that game is Alexi Lafreniere only had one assist. Dude, what's wrong with that guy? I don't think Nothing, there's anything wrong. He's been it's fine. Just... He's just 
Um, it's kind of the opposite of Stutzel, where everything has gone in for Stutzel. Everything's gone. Everything's a mist for Lafreniere. It's just and a fifty-fifty, and they'll Stutzel will regress, and Lafreniere will pick it up, yeah. and it's just numbers. I also saw Alexi. Alexi Lafreniere like had said something. He said. Um, they asked him about, like, because it was when he had just started the game. Like, he's, he had a pretty good stretch. I think he had a stretch of, like, seven points in six games. And somebody asked him, like, oh, like, what's going on? And he's like, well, I didn't played it. I haven't played, a like, a hockey game in almost a calendar year. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. like, he's like, there was no, like, the training camp for him was two weeks. There was no preseason games. He didn't get the the normal training camp that a regular first overall pick rookie would. Right. He didn't go to the World Juniors. He didn't. He hadn't played, and I think that has like I think a lot of people forget that you know, as I'm, imagine being an 18 year old playing in the NHL mm-hmm. and you haven't played a game in like like nine months. And have <laughs> it could be a little difficult. Yeah, yeah I, I think Lafreniere is gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's he's, he's fine gonna like... he's gonna be a star. Like he's gonna be so good for the Rangers. Yeah. I think like, you said all those things about like what Lafreniere didn't play in. And then Stutzel played. Play in. Yeah, yeah, he got to play. It's yeah. just he's catching up. Okay, with and Lafreniere, Lafreniere hasn't been bad. He's just not getting any nope. points. No, like, he's been playing fine. Like I know all the, I know analytics aren't the be all and end all, but all the analytics people have been saying like he's been fine. He just yeah, has no puck luck this year. And like yeah. you said, it everything for Stutzel is going in, and his numbers haven't been you know very good either but no but like, every every rookie has similar numbers to oh what yeah Stutzler has unless you're has been good and unless you're Kirill Kaprizov and you're just god yes well, yeah, he's so good oh my god that hat trick he got yeah. made me very very happy yeah just, the wild are having a fun time dude i've been so happy with the wild they're, they're yeah. like playing so well like if we're talking about jack adams potential jack adams guys dean evanson evanson however you say his name for the wild Probably at the top of my list. Like the way yeah, he's I didn't got know this who the coach playing. was, but sure. Yeah, I'll give you that. It, it, neither did I. But Dean Evison is their coach, and he's been doing a yeah. A, he's been doing a really, really good job with the Wild, and like <laughs> I'm yeah, laughing because Tom was yeah. trying to transition. No. Oh, I'm hey, sorry. This can I works just, better. Yeah, we're talking about mention, coaches on one side. Yeah. Oh yeah. Coach is getting the Jack Adams. Coach is getting fired on the other. Ralph, Ralph Kruger, baby. The chairman of the board of Southampton has been fired <laughs> as the <laughs> coach of the National Hockey League's <laughs> Buffalo Sabres. That this um, clown show of a team, Jesus. Okay, I was like, looking at all of our hot takes today, and like I know mine's in the gutter. For, oh, right? Yeah. Remember when I picked the Sabres to make the playoffs, and Taylor Hall is going to win the heart? They're oh doing the exact God. opposite. Like, <laughs> like, how are they yeah. this bad still? Like, there's a fun stat where if every Buffalo Sabres goal counted for two, they would still <laughs> be like second last. That's embarrassing. They've lost 13 <laughs> they have, games in a row, guys. They have six wins this year, dude. Six wins in like 30 games. The hell's going on? Like, like we thought, Bo- or we thought Detroit was bad last year. This is Man. even worse. No, this is worse. At least, this is worse. At this least, Det- worse. at least Detroit, like we knew, was trying to be bad. At least we knew that. Like they, like their starting <laughs> Yo, goalie Buffalo was trying to make the playoffs. Dude, Buffalo was legitimately title. trying to be good. They signed Taylor Hall. They bring in Eric Stahl. They fire their GM Kevin Adams in. It's like, all right, boys, let's go. And I was all in. I was, I was all in yeah. on the Sabers. Yeah, I, I was, was so pumped. Can I just say something? Like I know, I know you guys didn't like Ralph Kruger's tenure, but. 
it's not all on the coach. No, 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 not in this situation. Not at all. They've had seven head not coaches in, in seven years, guys. Co- like, wait, there's something. Is this seventh coach? No, they've had seven Shut coaches up. since Lindy Ruff was fired in 2013. Oh, I was but I'm just saying, like, there's no way Eichel's been through that many coaches. It's the DNA of the organization. It has to be flushed out. It has to be flush. Pagula, get out. Blow it. The Blow hell. it out. And this is kind of like, first of all. Any coach that walked into Buffalo yes, yeah. um, going into the season, man, I'm sorry you were getting fired. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, unless it's like Gerard Gallant. With this team. Yeah, unless. Or the like other thing super high is. Profile, profile coaches. I, was, I was listening to the Steve Dangle podcast, and they were saying, well, like, they brought up um, being able to build through coaches and how the Leafs, they tried to be bad, but they brought in Babcock, and they were bad, but had a winning attitude. And do you remember that Buffalo wanted to get Mike Babcock? Yes. And they had him um, until the Leafs were like, Hey, Mike, we, we have a nicer private plane for you. Would you like to have dinner? And, and they signed him. Uh, and I'm just like thinking, if they get Mike Babcock, how different is that organization? I don't think it is. I think it is a little bit. Because at least little. you have some ad- identity through Eichel through whoever else would be there of a winning attitude. Okay. And for all of Mike Babcock's don't hire this dude, he would have done he would have at least set the attitude. So here's my question. Way. Is Mike Babcock still the coach today if they hired him back in twenty fifteen? God no. Right. Right. But at least it starts building towards something better. Like and I know we've talked about Buffalo a lot this season just because of like how bad it's been there. But like, <laughs> if you're deserving. going, if you're going into this off season, right? Who are you keeping on this team? Rasmus Dahlin, correct. Jack Eichel, correct. Nope. No, you're keeping him That's going it. into the off season. Oh, yeah, you're going, going in, into the yes. off season. That's the, coming out. The, he's not there. Oh no, 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 no! Like we said, I remember saying it last year, like when they had that press conference, and Eichel was like, "This is like embarrassing," and. I want to win, yep. and like we all thought he was getting traded last offseason. And Bob McKenzie came out and like dropped bombs on us, saying, "Oh, the Rangers showed interest." And I'm not saying there is a trade, but no, this, this yeah, is it. it has to be. This right, is right, it. So. Like this, is, and like you're gonna lose the cycle trade. You're gonna lose a lot of fans over the cycle trade, probably. No, they want it. They want him gone. Okay, but like for let's days. but let's consider the package. You're not yeah, gonna I'm, get what I'd, some fans are putting out there. I know what you mean. Unless, like, like, I, like we mentioned it with L.A. and New York. Like, unless you're coming out of this trade with, say, it's the Rangers, and it's a, it's an L unless you're coming out with Alexi Lafreniere plus. Yes. And the plus better be a lot because it's Jack yeah, freaking It's not Eichel. the plus like Tage Thompson. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Like, I'm surprised Who, they the didn't way, burn that franchise. Do you guys know how old Tage Thompson is? He's, like, 24. Oh, okay. Well, that ruins my wow. thing. Because oh. I honestly thought he was like late twenties. No, no, no. Cause... This guy was drafted in 2016. He's no, your he's, age. He's, yeah, he's 20 uh, year older. He's 97. Okay, so he was or a, he's 23. So he was a late. He was a late one in that draft. But like, I'm surprised they didn't burn the Sabres franchise to the ground after that. Like that O'Reilly trade because that was that was bad at the time. Yeah. They they got Tage Thompson, who was not a good prospect. We all knew that. And they got like Vladimir Sabodka, Patrick Berglund, who doesn't play anymore. Who just dude? He quit hockey because they were so bad. Yeah, he just 
Yeah, he yeah. just dipped. He was like, I'm out of here. But, like, um, Their first ended up being 31st overall. Ryan Johnson. Because <laughs> they, I feel bad for Sabres fans. Just, I really, like, really I, do. I told you guys last or a couple nights ago, well, um, Casey Middlestat's done nothing, and he was a top 10 pick. And now he's not and even then, waiver eligible next year, so they came and put him in yeah. the NHL if they want. Yeah, and then I was just like, I was just sitting in my room like, thinking about nothing. Oh yeah, the Sabres didn't even draft the best player on this 70s, or 67s. Oh my god. 67s. How much different would this team, like, I'm not saying Rossi wouldn't have played this year either way, but like, at least the outlook. It's like, okay, you got Dylan Cousins. No, it wouldn't change. It wouldn't change. They're still bad. But now it's like Jack Quinn. hmm? You know, Eichel's probably on the way out. What I am looking forward to is definitely the Jack Eichel trade this summer, though. Very looking forward yes. to that. Highlight of the hockey season. And if you're the Sabres, like, you better go out and, like, if this is, if, like, you're deciding that you're going to keep Eichel, you better go out and hire Gerard Gallant or Bruce Boudreaux or Claude Julian. You better do it. You better damn do it. Yeah. And just hope. They, but yeah. Dark, dark, dark days in Buffalo. Um, yeah. Tom, I think there was just one thing you wanted to add before we get into our players of the week. Yeah, just uh, unfortunate over in Russia. Timur Bezutsnadinov. I think that's Bez- about right. That's about right. I think that's about right. Yeah, just, man, that's so mm-hmm. unfortunate. 19 years old, take a puck to your head, and three days later, that's it for you. Just rip. Yeah. That's that's Ooh, really unfortunate. Just, just such a harmless play it didn't need to happen it's been a hard hard year for you know hockey players we lost colby cave a year ago which was tragic yep. there we you know yep. and this kid was 19 and he was just named captain of his team and was he yep wow. yeah just just named captain, captain of the it, it's, it's a junior mhl's yeah. st petersburg so basically so that's a you, fantastic organization yeah. to be in first of all yeah and, and if you don't know what the MHL in Russia is, it's basically like junior, but in Russia. It, it's the AHL, it's, basically. No, the VHL but it's a little... the... Oh, sorry. The yes. VHL's um, basically their AHL, and then the MHL is like their is like their CHL. Yes. So it's uh, just, you know, all the, the best go out to his family. I, I can't even imagine what they're going yeah. through. So he, he, had a, he had a bright future, so... That's just really unfortunate. It was all stripped away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Moving on, players of the week. Um, Thomas, we'll uh, we'll start with you here. Player of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Leon Drysaitel of the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, we have someone else of the Edmonton Oilers, so might as well pick another Oiler who's been pretty hot this week. Uh, six goals in six games is pretty impressive, but then adding another six assists with 12 points in six games. Dude, it's not fair for them on the ice. Like, it's unbelievable. And they were playing some games together, too, so that doesn't help either. And then I actually, I actually think they loaded the line of Yamamoto, Drysaddle, McDavid. And then they kind of realized, yeah. yeah, that doesn't work. And then it didn't it work. It was um, during the, the first game against the Flames. They had a bad first period, and they said, okay, let's spread it out here. Yeah, which they probably should have done from the start. But anyways, back to Drysaddle. Unbelievable year this year, right behind Connor McDavid, and I believe points this year, unless it's Kane in second. I didn't look, but no, it's Dreisaitl. no, it's still yeah, one two. Okay, so I don't think that's changing so anytime stupid. soon until so the end dumb. of the year. So yeah, this week uh, four power play goals, two power play assists, also for Drysaitl, just a menace everywhere on the ice. They keep getting it done. What are they going to win the cup? I don't know. Are they going to make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, 
But hopefully, I mean, I don't want to see them do damage to our teams, especially, but they got to get going. And yeah, these two have been going in the regular season, but we need to see them do this in the playoffs. But yeah, Leon Dreisett, unbelievable last week and three days. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I got the other uh, nuke bomb on the Oilers. Um, Connor McDavid, what else is there about what else is there to say about this guy? 13 points in six games, um, nine of them at even strength. Just, yeah, he's the best player in the world. And if you disagree with that argument, I don't know what to say. <laughs> best player in the world. It's not, it's not even close. Like, you watch this guy go, and it's like, it's like, like that game Wednesday. It's like this guy, like, it doesn't matter what's going on in the game. He gets on the ice, touches the puck, snap of the finger. It's like, it's a different game. There's no one like, like him in the league. The... That's the exact thing. They were talking on the broadcast. Uh, they played the Jets last night, and it was a very boring game. Both teams had back-to-back and travel. Uh, there was, like, a generous nine shots combined through the first period. And I think it was Louis, Louis DeBrusque was on the call and just watch McDavid get on the ice. Boom. Something could happen in the blink of an eye. And a loose puck went along the half boards. He stepped off the bench, and three seconds later, bar down. Unbelievable. Like, my f- one of, like, I hate that. And then he, he did it again. Yeah. I hate that he plays on. I hate that he plays on the Oilers like so much, just because Battle of yeah. Alberta and like Edmonton had four first overall picks. Why do they have to get the the god, the god one? The most impressive thing to me is this guy will be on the ice for like two minutes. There'll be a loose puck. He's still the fastest player on the ice. I know it's yep. so crazy. It's the yep. scariest thing. Like he he's an, he's an alien. That's the only explanation I have for this guy. He's a goddamn alien. You know. Um, yeah. I hate yeah. that we have to play him, especially this year, nine, <laughs> well, for, for the flights, ten times. I have to play this guy. Yeah. Um, He's just so good. Edmonton, uh, for the love of God, get your shit together. And I know they've been good this year. Do it consistently. Do it for Connor's yep. sake. Do something with it, do it for Do it for Connor's yeah. sake, please. Yeah. Uh, and then my player of the week. Uh, it was more like player of the game because the entire season he's been very yeah. – subpar uh Mika Zibanejad man he had a hat trick against the Flyers in that 9 nothing win so this week he had three goals all coming in one game and five assists which I think he had one or two during that game but he's my player of the week because he is the first ever player in the National Hockey League to have a even strength goal a shorthanded and a power play goal for the hat trick including six points in a period which I believe is also the record so I'm pretty sure he broke two records in that second period magnificent performance from him and hopefully he can get back on track because he was supposed to be very good and I know his season got a little bit derailed yeah, at the beginning and he wasn't very good he has uh, 17 points in 28 games is that kind of a rough year considering yep, his standards yep. but do you want to take us away with your hot take or so yeah um so my hot take hot take of the week i know we've kind of missed it the last few weeks i don't know how hot this take actually is considering the last four games <laughs> this is my hot take daryl sutter's calgary flames well, daryl sutter He's going to get this team to the playoffs. They're going to make a run. And they will be the Canadian team that comes out of the North Division. He did it huh. He did it in L.A. When he came in, he was in pretty much the same circumstances he's in now. They won a cup. I'm not saying the Flames are going to win a cup. But I'm making the 
take that the Flames are going to go on a run here. They're going to make the playoffs, and they're coming out of the North Division. Hmm. If they go on a run, they scare me. If they legitimately go into the playoffs with a run behind them, they obliterate Montreal and Vancouver behind them, and they go in hot in round one. Um, I don't want to play them in round one, and the Leafs would probably be the one seed. And if they make that through, you don't know. Edmonton or Winnipeg in that second seed, they could do that. I don't even think that's too hot of a take. I think it is just because of like the inconsistency of the situation. But yeah, the, the situation whole scenario as a whole is, I'd say, not probable, but it's definitely plausible. Thomas? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. But Ooh. like, it's not a yes. It's Ooh. not a, like a yes. It's more of a yes than a no, if you guys get what I'm saying. Like, it's more likely it'll, it'll happen than it won't happen because, like we said before, the Calgary Flames under Sutter has been really good and. You know, like you said, Russo, that LA run, they came, what, eighth place? Like, they, they, were, made the... they, they, had, they were in a dogfight. Yeah. They, they, they clinched a playoff spot on that last weekend of the season. Yeah. And then they beat Vancouver in five. Whoever, it was either five or four, then they swept the next team. Same the Louis. conference finals, they won. In, then the conference final, they won in five. In Arizona, yep. And then they beat New Jersey in, in six. Yeah. So this team, I mean, the Flames team, like, they have a perfect playoff player, Matthew Kachuk. Gritty, can get points, can score, can do everything, get under your skin. And if Daryl Sutter uses him wisely, he uses Markstrom wisely, Markstrom's healthy, this team has a... And and if they acquire that top six forward that you want, Russo. If they get that forward... It's 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 go else? time. It's go time for the Calgary Flames. But it's you, Russo, what do you believe in? Like, what do you believe I'm, in in a hot I'm, take for yourself? You know what? If this is still Jeff Ward, I'm still saying they're not making the playoffs like I did a few weeks ago. No. I'm more confident in this group now that they have a coach that is going to take no shit. They have a coach that is going to push them to their absolute limits. He has them playing better, like I mentioned earlier. I believe, especially if they get that forward. Yep. Whether who, Whatever who it is, especially if they get that guy. You get a little better from Mark Giordano and Rasmus Anderson. I think... Uh, I am turning a corner on this team. I, I believe that they can do this. Not saying they're going to win a cup, because there are some very, very good American teams. But this North Division, it's it's up for the taking. Yep. As good yep. as the Leafs have been, as good as Edmonton's been lately, as good as Winnipeg's been, this I've seen this team hang with every single team in this division. I've seen them do it. I think they can... I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think that it's possible, though. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um, you guys have anything else to add, or does that kind of conclude it for today? No. Go Leafs, go. Yeah. Ba- Should be ba- a fun series yeah, this weekend. A little back-to-back series. That'll be fun. So uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully a little earlier in the week. I don't know what our weeks are like next week. But as always, uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at the Burning Leaf Pod. Uh, you follow us and you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, it's also the Burning Leaf Pod. And, uh, yeah, we will see you guys in the next one.